And uh, I was starving, right? And I drove over to Five Guys to get some food. I go into Five Guys, I eat this burger. I come out of Five Guys, car just won't even start. <laughs> <laughs> um, What'd you get at Five Guys? I got like the bacon cheeseburger or something. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I normally get. Well, I'd say normally. I, I honestly probably go there one time for every 15 times I go to In-N-Out. Me too. It's about the same ratio. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, when I go there, I just load everything on it. <laughs> you know what I've never gotten on the thing is actually no, this is not true. So, um, I one time I got it with everything, and now every with, you mean everything? They call it all the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, well, does that mean because there's two lists, right? Yeah, there are. There's two lists of fixins. Yeah. Is, does I, does all the way mean both lists? No, it's one of the two, and I don't know. Okay, see, that's not that impressive. But no, no, okay, I'll tell you this. So one of them includes, um, like, grilled mushrooms. Yeah. And I, I don't get those anymore. So you get you get the works minus the grilled mushrooms. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Because you know what? Here's why. One time, I ate Five Guys when I was on a, a stopover between two flights at an airport. I was in Washington, D.C., so at the D.C. airport, there's, and I was just like starving you know Jaylen, been, every like, story you've told me you've been starving <laughs> that's when i eat is when i'm hungry so and i just i was starving and here's the thing my stopover was not very long i remember so i was like i just got to eat whatever there is and like i don't have time to mess around and i just looked at this place it said like five guys i'd never even heard of it but i was like whatever that looks fine so i go there and get a burger and i don't know anything about this place so i just i'm just all the way you know, and uh, I remember it was a mess, dude, because those mushrooms were just like all over the place. <laughs> so uh, now when I go there, I tell them all the way, no mushrooms. But dude, you like mushrooms, right? Like in general. I do, I do but I don't like getting them on my fingers. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so I don't get the mushrooms anymore. Hey, dude, so your beard's looking pretty good for Movember. You're joking? <laughs> Uh, my beard that is like non-existent dude i can't do it yeah not everyone can i don't know why i can't do it man i don't know i don't have the the jeans or whatever to do it i'm thinking about going mustache mustaches are so weird dude i've never been able to pull off a mustache it always looks so stupid (laughs) they're so weird man but uh go for it yeah, maybe just for one day in November. No, I think if you do it, you got to go the whole thing. I mean, you, you mean the entire month? Yeah, and I mean we're uh, already. I don't know if I can do that. It looks so stupid. Already, like you know, a week in. A and, and a mustache is the worst facial hair to have because it's the messiest. It's like it, that's what food gets stuck in. Well, it's not messier than a beard. I mean, a beard's got to be messier. No, no, I'm telling. Like what I'm saying is, the beard is the whole shebang. Of the beard, the yeah. mustache is the worst part. Right. Well, lamb chops, no problem. Little uh, Egyptian goatee, no problem. <laughs> it's the mustache. The mustache is where where the problem. Even, even the flavor saver, no big deal, dude. It's it's the mustache. Wait a minute, what's the flavor saver? A That's not a mustache. A little soul patch. That's called yeah. It's called soul patch. It's not the flavor saver is the mustache, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's the soul patch. I'm looking it up. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Wikipedia show. Jason will now be <laughs> doing a Google search. <laughs> Urban Dictionary flavor saver. Vertical strip of hair grown underneath the lower lip. Well, that's the soul patch. <laughs> that was in the Urban Dictionary? That's, that's description number one. Did Vertical that come strip. up before Wikipedia? <sighs> Did it? Co- yeah, it was the first thing. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, that makes a, sense. Okay, not, that makes that's sense. That's not a Wikipedia. Yeah, Did yeah, they yeah. Have a Wikipedia for this? There's not even <laughs> one. All right, Jason. Tell us what podcast this is. Why do I always do the intro? Because I don't just... like doing it. If it you was know, up to me, we wouldn't do it. It's not well. It, it's not that it was up to me. It was by fan request. Well, you love your fans more. Well, if you if you want to admit that on the air, okay. Uh, welcome everyone to episode eleven of the No Format podcast. Uh, today is uh, No Format goes back to its roots. Jason and Josh, no guests. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Why when don't you, you, when like you that? said, I mean, what is, what is so difficult about that? It just makes it feel more like a podcast. I don't know. You know what though? When you said this is no format i thought for a second you were gonna say this is november 9th yeah and you know i don't even do that very well because like a real intro i should say like the date and i don't do any of that well i just did it's november 9th 2011 there you go all right we're done with that see now that's more interesting (laughs) so i'm i was with you i wasn't really big on the intro idea either i wanted to have sponsors we should just start sponsoring somebody, and then eventually they'll start paying us. They'll start sending us some money. No, they won't, because they'll be like, these these dummies like, will just sponsor us for free. <laughs> Dude, who would you want to be sponsored? Um, Home Depot. Home no. Depot. <laughs> would would no. you want them to sponsor us in Actually, like, uh, like free Lowe's. lumber? Lowe's. Lowe's. Not Home Depot. Sorry, Home Depot. Um, thinkgeek.com, you know, we, they could sponsor us. They have those geek shirts. I don't know. I, I ordered one of those geek shirts. What'd you order? Jeremy sent that email to you, didn't he? He said I thought he one, sent it to but... you, me, and Tony. Yeah, but what, and I did look at it, but some, for some reason, I just I can't even think right now. It was, oh, no, it was, uh, it was Link. And he looked confused, like he was trying to pull that sword. <laughs> he pulled the sword out and he broke it. Yeah. The sword yeah, broke it. I didn't the think that was a very good sword. one. You know what? I didn't either, but then I went to the website and I saw the price. You know how much that thing cost me on Woot? Dot com? Yeah. Woot. Com. Uh, uh, five bucks. You know what? Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> How much did you pay for that shirt? It's ten I mean, bucks, dude. A ten dollars shirt. That's freaking cheap. That was like, okay, it's not the greatest shirt, but you know what? It's a brown shirt. I don't have any brown shirts right now. I could use a brown shirt. <laughs> all right, all right. Ten's not bad. That's cheap. Yeah, dude. Anyway, ten bucks for Link breaking the Master Sword. And I would just like to announce that I am at the gates of the Zora, the underwater Zora Temple on. Twilight Princess, and I am oh well God. on my way to beating that game and getting ready for Skyward Sword on November 20th. Hey, 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 hey. But we're not going to talk more about Zelda. Yeah, we I don't about want this to be the Zelda <laughs> cast, all 
All right. I mean, you know. All right. Uh, so, hey, Jason, what do you want to talk about today? Anything on your mind? Yeah. Nuclear fusion. Really? You want to learn about <laughs> nuclear fusion today? Or perhaps nuclear fission. Fusion I'm honestly fission. not sure. Hey, let's talk about it. <laughs> Jason, do you know what yeah. nuclear fusion and nuclear fission is? Or should I have said R? <laughs> <laughs> I think one of them is when you start separating the parts of an atom. And one of them is when you start putting the parts together. I there have no you go. clue. <laughs> you're dead on. You're dead well, okay. on, Jason. Fusion, duh. That's when you're putting them together. They're fusing. Correctamundo. So fission is when they're like dissolving apart. Fission is your typical nuclear bomb where fusion is what takes place inside stars. Fusion. So the sun is is nuclear fusion. It's fusion that powered. That is correct. Fusion powered. Now, okay, there are many types of atoms. I mean, there's all kinds. I mean, there's the periodic table. Those are all <laughs> atoms, right? There you are can, all kinds of atoms. <laughs> like you can fuse fizz any one of them. Well, or only only certain only ones can fuse in which energy is released okay okay so let me paint a picture for you and this picture is of a graph okay (laughs) and on one side of the graph is atomic number zero on the other side of the graph is atomic number let's say 235 hey by the way do you know which atom is the highest nuclear mass atom that naturally occurs which atom is the largest atom in nat- in nature? Uh, I'm going to take a guess. Um, is it something really exotic that I don't know how to pronounce? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, <laughs> dude, I don't even know what atoms exist. <laughs> I was going to say water. I, I, think, I think you'll find this interesting. Uh, it's uranium. Oh man, I was gonna say that, but that's kind of exotic. I mean, it's not really. Oh, hard but to you know pronounce. how to pronounce it, right? Yeah. But that's. I mean, you. Know, I mean, I don't even know what uranium looks like. <laughs> oh, like like not an individual atom. You're saying like what a a chunk of uranium looks like. Yeah. What is? What, I mean, no, what honestly, is. I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, in Back to the Future, it was just like a little vial of liquid. You know. Yeah, but no, isn't that interesting? That's the um, largest mass nucleus or atom that occurs in nature is helium the smallest negative uh okay hold on um hydrogen there you go okay um a table for this yeah so so what happens though the difference between fusion and fission right so not not all uh atoms can combine and fuse and create you know an, an explosion Okay. Uh, not all atoms can can do it. Okay. Not all atoms can do it. Only um, light atoms uh, below iron in mass can actually fuse and create. When you say light, exothermic. you're not referring to luminosity. You're referring to mass. Atomic mass. Yeah. Okay. So iron is um, right in the middle. 
and and anything lighter than that can create can can fuse and release energy. But of course, the lightest atoms when they fuse, they release the most energy. So when we're talking sun, I believe I think hydrogen atoms fuse to make helium and excess excess energy. Okay. Um, and then when we're talking, uh, help me help me get some reference here. I'm looking at the periodic table. Mm -hmm. Oh, helium's up there in the corner. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then for bigger atoms uh, like uranium and plutonium, which is synthetic, doesn't it doesn't occur in nature. Uh, f for those, you you split the atom, and those release energy up to a certain point. And 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 when you get up to iron, it's like nothing happens anymore. Now, I mean, when you split a single atom, I mean, atoms are really small. Like, <laughs> I mean. How much energy comes out of an atom? Well, I mean that's that's, that's... if we're talking uranium two thirty five. <laughs> I actually have that written down right here. <laughs> I'd like to know uh, how much does it, a single really... uranium atom give in energy when split? Oh wait, do I have that? Okay, well hold on, because I have I have um I have actually a mole. So that's actually not a single, but I think I have it written down. But but just because I have this written down right in front of me. Uh, a mole of uranium-235 releases 1.715 times 10 to the 13 joules of energy. It's a big number. <laughs> um, so it's a lot. I mean, oh, it's yeah, it's a lot. Here, hold on. I think I got. I think I have. Uh... Do you know much about the periodic table? No, I don't have it written down. Uh, I think so. Yeah, probably more than the average person. Like, do you know it? Uh, I know you always wear that shirt. Um, do you, I don't have things memorized. If that's you don't know your me. way around it, like perfectly. I, I know my way around it, but not. I don't. I can't recite them. Teach me what this means. So each of these little things, like I'm just gonna look at helium because it's right there, um, is a square, and it says he, which is just kind of like the what? That's just the abbreviation. But above it's the, the symbol, it's called the symbol. Mm -hmm. Okay, so above the symbol, it's got the number two. A big number two, and then over in on the right hand side of the little square is a little number two. For those of you who are listening, you might want to Google the periodic table of the elements in Google Images right now. Um, <laughs> um, so, like, what do what do all these little numbers mean? And then it's, it says helium is like the name of it, and then it says four point zero zero two six zero two. So what wait, okay, okay, which which one are we talking about? Because I just pulled it up. He which helium? We're talking helium. about helium. And you're wondering what the two above the symbol means and what the number below the symbol means. Yep. Okay, so helium has the number two above it. Right. And that refers to the amount of protons in that atom. Okay. The number of protons in an atom completely defines what element it is. The number of protons yes. defines if you, what it is. If you add a proton to helium, it's, it's not helium. So none of these little tiles here on the periodic table are going to have the same proton number. Absolutely not. Got it. Okay, so I didn't know that. Yeah, if you add a proton to helium, you get lithium, which is oh, and look, which has just atomic count. number. Okay, three. so and so we're away on the other side is hydrogen. That's number one. Yeah. So it's got one uh, proton. Mm hmm Okay. Now the number below it right. is the atomic mass in atomic mass units. Okay. Uh, oh, dude! I just realized the PR table that I pulled up has a little 
little thing that helps you a guide. <laughs> yeah, it has a little a little legend okay. right here. <laughs> and, and, and so, but basically, you can think of atomic mass units. You can basically think of it as how many no- protons and neutrons are in the nucleus. So take helium, and its atomic mass is four. Right. So that means you look above. There's two protons in helium. So how many neutrons are there? Two. There you go. Well, okay, and so, like, I'm noticing, I don't know if you're looking at the same one as me, but every one of these little tiles, like, we'll just continue to use helium. Uh, let's not use helium because it's a little hard to, like, speak about it. Uh, let's use one that I can actually pronounce, like, sodium. Okay. Which is 11. Uh, so it says 11, let me see if I get the 11, uh, not proteins, protons, Okay. But then across from that, on the other side of the square, it says 281. What does that Wait, mean? Across from where? Uh, I'm, I'm going to send you a link to this one that I'm looking at because maybe that's something unique to this one. Yeah, I don't have that. Okay. Uh, oh. See what I'm saying? It says 281. What does that mean? Oh, yeah. I have no idea actually what that means. And all and, of these know, have different ones. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, no, I don't know. Hmm. Oh, wait. Right. Oh, no. You know what? I do know what that means. Oh, it's not 281. It's, it's 281. Yeah, it's talking about electron shells. Got it. That's how many electrons are orbiting at varying distances from the center. More or less, yeah. Got it. Exactly. Um, dude, you really picked an ugly periodic table. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> no, I like mine just black and white. No, I like the colors because that helps, like, you know, sh- separate, you know, different things from each other. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, so that's what those numbers mean. Did you have any other questions about it? Um, What else is going on on this thing? You got, uh, the, you got the number of protons on the top, the atomic mass, the atomic number, and then you have the atomic mass below the number, and then you have electrons in various shells to the right of it. Down on the side. Yeah. Um, hmm. Any other questions? No, not right now. Maybe later. Do you know why it's shaped the way it's shaped? Like why it's in that weird... Yeah, no, I don't. But I mean, I feel like I should because I feel like I've, I've learned this at some point. I know that I was told that the guy who actually devised this table, um, in his time... How many things are on this table? How many little elements are there? 103? 103? Well, I'm just looking at the number. The, uh, what do we call it? Like the, the proton count. Oh, that goes the, up to 118 on this. No, but down at the bottom, like those ones that are separated out. Oh, you mean that... that... The, the special ones. Oh, what about those? Well, they top out at 103. Is that what okay. I said earlier? Yeah. You're right, but this other one over here goes 118. Okay, so anyway. Um, so 118. There's 118 elements here. Mm-hmm. The guy who created this table, from what I understand, it was like in his time, not all 118 of these things had been discovered. But through some method... He built this table and I think even like named these elements that hadn't been found yet because he was like, based on my understanding of the way all this works, these elements must exist. Uh, I, I just know that they're grouped. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't know the history behind it that much, but um, I just know that they're grouped according to 
like you should look at the grouping according to columns. Okay. Columns. Yeah, because like vertical. Yeah, like for example, the column to the very right are called noble gases. Yep. They have their electron shells, their outer electron shells filled. And so they don't react with other electrons because they're not trying to look for any electrons. They're not, they don't react with other atoms because they're not trying to look for electrons to fill their shell. They got no room. Or they're not trying to give any electrons away. Exactly. Got it. Um, and they, they react. So uh, elements in columns react similarly. And they have names and, and they... they uh, also got noble gases, other non-metals, poor metals transition metals lanthanoids and actinoids al- alkaline earth metals and alkali metals i don't yeah. know and i can't speak much to those names but but they they behave similarly because they have the same the same amount of electrons in their outer shell basically hmm. okay i feel like I've, I've been told that before but yeah okay uh so tell me how a nuclear bomb works <laughs> Now, now that I have a complete understanding of the there periodic you table. There you go. That's a nice um, little aside. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, looking at this periodic table, we've got, uh, we've got uranium. I believe it's number 92, isn't it? Let's find it. Uranium. What's the, what's the symbol? There you go. Yeah, uh, a U. And it's got 92 protons. Okay. And what is its atomic mass? Can you read that? Uh, atomic mass, 238. Okay. Now, 99% of natural uranium is uranium-238, okay? 99% of it? 99% of it. Okay. But guess what? That'll make an atomic bomb. What's the other 1%? You need the special uranium-235, okay? That just means it's missing a few neutrons. It's missing... Yeah, because it's lighter. So no, one. No, wait a minute. I, I'm sorry. I'm not getting that. Like, if you if it starts with two thirty one and you take some out, how do you get two thirty five? That means you have to and add you, some in. You're mixing it up. Two thirty eight. Oh, you know what? I'm looking at the one next to uranium. I'm stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at protactanium. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm with you. So all you right, take all a right. couple things out and you get 235. That's finished. right. But but that that occurs naturally just 1% of the time though. All right. So what you got to do is you got to refine this uranium. Why uranium? Like why can't they use something different? Like what So you can, you can make plutonium. That's even heavier. Yeah, 240. Okay. But if you could find something in the ground and it's free, wouldn't you want to make a bomb out of that? Got it. Okay. All right. So, so uranium is the heaviest, it's, it's heaviest just... it gets. All right. Naturally occurring. Okay. Uh, and so what you got to do is you got to refine it, and you use this this. It, it's refined by uh, by virtue of um, it's called uh, Graham's law. Okay. Uh-huh. Graham's law states that if you got this gas and it's composed of heavy elements, uh, heavy atoms, and light atoms. Which atoms do you think are going to be traveling at a higher velocity? Say that again. I was reading the Wikipedia. <laughs> I could tell you were. You weren't looking at me. Okay. <laughs> You've got heavy atoms and you got you got heavy atoms and light atoms yeah. in a gas. Which atoms are going to be traveling faster? Light. The light ones, right? 
Yeah. You give a heavy atom and a light atom the same amount of energy, and yeah, it's one gonna be has, light one. It's yeah, going to move faster. So if you put a gas in a box, okay? Okay. Uh, with uranium, and it's got a lot of 238 and a little bit of 235, okay? 1%. And you put it in a box, and that box has a little hole in it that okay. leads into another box. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like over a chain, time, two chambers. Yeah. Over time, there's going to be more. There's going to be a little bit more than one percent in this next box because that uh, the 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 two thirty five the lighter atoms were moving faster and went through that hole more often than the slower atoms. Some of them get left behind, is what you're saying. I'm sorry. Some of the the heavier ones get left behind a little bit. Well, let's say you only get a little. You don't. You don't. Uh, eventually, it's going to be. Uh, so so you let the you let the gas just do its thing, and there's going to be a little bit of gas in this other box. But uh-huh. now it's going to be like ninety eight percent and two percent. And you it. do it again with another little hole, and it's going to be you know ninety seven and three percent. And eventually, eventually, you get to where you've refined this uranium to where there's enough two thirty five. In the mix, you never get only two thirty-five, but you get enough to make a nuclear. Now, I bubble. mean, like, I don't. I mean, I guess this isn't really important, but how big is this box in this hole? Oh, you know what, Jason? I actually don't know like what this actually looks like. And in fact, I am sure the process is more complicated than I'm making it sound. But that's I mean, the I'm principle imagining like used. two like shoe boxes with like somebody poked a needle. No, I mean, I have <laughs> no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. But uh, but that's the process of, of refining the uranium. It's using like it's a pretty simple process, but I'm sure there's more complex things that go on in there. So anyway, then you have your uh, refined uranium 235. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and what you got to do, we're we're trying. So this is a heavy element, right? And so heavy elements we split, and that's how we get uh, energy to be released. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so how they split it is with a a neutron. And you know what? Anywhere you read this, it's going to say a slow-moving neutron. I have no idea why it needs to be slow. <laughs> okay? But apparently, you got to get yourself a slow-moving neutron to split these these atoms, okay? And uh, <laughs> and what happens, the equation is 235 uranium plus 1 neutron, okay? Results in barium and krypton. I saw barium on this thing. Yeah, barium, barium, and krypton plus three neutrons. Krypton. Yeah, sounds like um, Superman. Kryptonite. I know. <laughs> is, that, is that? Is it? I mean, isn't that his planet? Planet Krypton. Uh, they probably just pulled it off a periodic table, Jason. Am I right about that? It, I have no that idea. It comes dude. from planet Krypton. I have go no on, idea. Go on. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so and so, what you get is. You you shoved one neutron into this uranium and it split it into two other atoms, okay, plus two more loose neutrons. So a total of three loose neutrons. Okay. You got it? Now these other th- now you got three neutrons flying around, okay? Yeah. Those three neutrons are gonna get. Was hit. one of them slow moving neutrons? Yes, one of those three was the slow moving so neutron. So you split the thing, so now you got the two plus the one that was used to make the split. Exactly. The slow mover. Exactly. Okay. So now you got three. What do you think those three neutrons are going to do? They're going to split. A neutron is going to split? Well, no. I mean, like, they're going to they're gonna split each other. They're going to split more uranium neutrons. Or more ner- uranium uh, nuclei. Oh, so the slow-moving neutron that you introduced was not a uranium. 
No. Neutron. It was something else. Is that right? Am I saying that right? <laughs> You're getting all confused, man. I'm you got one neutron that collides with the uranium <laughs> atom. Okay, one neutron that collides with the uranium atom. Got that it. splits the uranium atom into krypton and barium. Krypton and barium. Okay. And then it plus two more neutrons. Where'd they come from? Well, uranium has a bunch of neutrons. So they're just they're just the result of they're the, they're part of the aftermath of exactly. the collision. Yeah. They gets they get shoved out of the neutron. Okay. Uh, out of the uranium atom. So you have krypton a krypton atom, is that right? That's, uh, yeah, exactly. You've, you've now taken what was a, new, a uranium atom, broke it in half, which yielded a krypton atom and a, uh, what'd you call it, barium? Barium atom. Atom. So now you've created, from one atom, you've created two atoms. Plus, plus and that's very important. Plus, two neutrons have just gone flying loose. In addition with the other one that's still going crazy. And there's crazy. a third slow-moving neutron. You that's... can consider all the neutrons slow-moving. Okay, so now you've got three slow-moving neutrons. There neutron. you go. So what's going to happen then? you got well, with... three slow-moving neutrons on the loose. I mean, they're going to split the barium and the, 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 what was it, krypton. Not quite. It splits other uranium. <laughs> okay. 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 Because you got more uranium in it. That's there. right. You got more uranium. So okay. So you created a chain reaction. Exactly. You created a unstoppable. It goes crazy after that. Yeah. It's just threefold, and then ninefold, <laughs> and then you know twenty-sevenfold. There's and no stopping it. There's no stopping it. And so, and, and that's it. That is a nuclear reaction, dude. That is a that is an atom bomb. Okay. I got it. And 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 what happens is uh <laughs> if you don't have enough uranium atoms, um then eventually the 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 neutrons are just going to break them all up and it's it's not going to be a big explosion. It doesn't go it doesn't go crazy enough, you know what I mean? Uh so what you got to do is you got to put uh you have to have a critical mass of uranium in order to make a big explosion. If it's just a little bit a little bit, it won't actually do anything. Uh and so what they do in a nuclear bomb is they put two pieces of subcritical it's called you know they they put two pieces of subcritical uranium on either end of a bomb and they use an explosive on one end of the bomb to shove the other uranium into the into the other uranium yeah to make a critical mass okay and a neutron hits that and boom huh kaboom nuclear huh. explosion and I mean, this all—I mean, obviously—takes place in in like the a fraction of a hair of a second. I mean, it's like nothing. Oh yeah. Huh. Um. That's when, weird. That's super crazy because I mean, it's like here you have this substance that's just sitting there minding its own business, and you bring this one um, proton that isn't supposed to be there. You bring him in, and everything just goes haywire. There you go. So long as it's slow moving. Yeah, fast, fast moving, <laughs> nothing happens. <laughs> um, have you heard of the term binding energy? I think so, but I have no idea. No, I don't know. Maybe I haven't. Well, here's something you have heard of. What is Einstein famous for? What equation is Einstein fam- famous for? E equals mc squared. There you go. 
Do you know the? Do you know what the idea behind that? Can you sum that up? Like what that means? Uh, I'll try. I mean, Give so your my, best under- shot. my understanding of it is, I mean, it basically describes the idea that uh, E—that's energy—equals mm-hmm. it is directly equal to M, which is mass, uh, an amount of material mm-hmm. uh times c c squared so c squared and c is the speed of light so that's just a very large number and you square it which is an even bigger number <laughs> there and, you, and go. you multiply that times mass which makes it an even bigger number <laughs> and that's equal to energy so it's like it, it basically describes the idea that a a object so like this pin that is in my hand which is a piece of matter is really like the solid form of an enormous amount of energy. Exactly. And I'm glad you added the the word enormous. Well, those numbers are huge. Yeah, and that that's exactly why nuclear reactions are so energetic. You know what I mean? Because you're right. taking this mass and you're converting it into a huge amount of energy. Yeah, well, it's like, it's like you're just... Yeah, and you're saying convert, which is probably the perfect way to say it because it's like... I mean, you could almost say that this pin, I mean, yeah, it's made out of like plastic or whatever, but it's made out of energy. There you go. And it, it's like... It's weird it's to like, think about, but It's yeah. like you can, have, you can have an ice cube and say, well, this is a piece of ice. Well, it's also a piece of water. And it's like you can just convert it from one to the other. Yeah, sure. There I mean, it's a weird yeah, way to yeah, think that of that it, works, but yeah. it's like I could just convert this pin Two different states. Energy. You know what I mean? It's a state. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. It's a state. Hey, I always so, think of it as like it's frozen. Yeah, so another way to think of... E equals mc squared is you could put a little delta symbol on either side of the equation and you can say the change in energy is equal to the change in mass times the speed of light squared yeah okay so scientists in the 30s were doing some experimentations and they noticed that the constituent parts of a atom the protons and the nucle- nucle- and, and the uh, neutrons yeah, always weighed more when you added up their weights than when you, you, add, when, when you weighed the molecule, the atom, in whole. So when you, when you take it piece by piece and weigh it on a little atom scale, mm-hmm. it weighs more that way than when you put the thing together. Exactly. It's weird. It is very weird to think about, huh? <laughs> uh, but that's called the binding energy. The difference in that is the energy. Oh. Okay? Um, it requires energy to uh, to uh, keep these things together. Okay? That's called okay. the binding energy. And what you can do is you can you can find that binding energy for that mole- for that atom. Yeah. Okay. And you can write it out. You can go uh, the change in energy equals the change in mass times the speed of light squared. Okay, so we found out the change in mass when we weighed the individual protons and neutrons. Okay. And then we subtracted the the total nucleus mass. That's the change in mass. Yeah. And uh, we multiply that by the speed of light. And you get a enormous number for the change in energy. Hmm. And so that that's the that's what's responsible for um that's like the physics behind uh an atomic bomb, why there's so much energy released. It's the binding energy. 
It's the difference between when you weigh them individually, proton and neutrons, and when you weigh it together as a whole. Hmm. That's cool, man. I didn't know that. What, is, what does Pamela Gay say? And that's just kind of cool to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Have you emailed her at all since the last time we uh, Yeah, dude, because we're just her? best friends, Jason. We just shoot emails back and forth. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Um, no, I haven't. We should ask her if she knows all this stuff. <laughs> we should ask her if she knows that stuff. <laughs> Jason, That's she's a PhD ex- astrophysicist. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she probably knows this stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she was grading she's some probably- papers on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this week. <laughs> um, Actually, no, that's probably all required to know before you take a class with her. <laughs> um, uh, no, that's, uh, you know, if I never took a physics. Well, did, no, that's not, I mean, I took physics in high school. I remember but you I telling never, me you took physics. No, that's true. I did take physics. I never took chemistry. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I was, was going to say, you know what? I didn't learn this in physics. I learned this in chemistry. And, and like calculus? Oh, God. Terrible. <laughs> I can't do it. I don't know. What's the, what's the calculus equation? The one that I hate. The calculus a, equation? A squared over B squared minus 2. Or what's that one? You use it so much. You're talking about the quadratic equation. Yeah. That is yeah. not a calculus equation. That's <laughs> Whatever, like algebra man. 1, dude. No. Okay, say it for me. Maybe algebra 2. What, how does it go? It's negative b plus or minus the square root of b squared minus 4ac divided by 2a. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's where I stopped, man. Like, <laughs> I remember taking a class after, like, not being in a math class for, like, four years. And, like, they were talking about that thing. They were like, yeah, you just, like, use the quadratic equation on this. And, like, that's how you get the Dude, answer. That, and I was like, oh, like, my God. That's the easy way out of solving a quadratic equation, Jason. Well, what's do I even want to know the hard way? Well, oh, I mean the hard is... way. No, I think you learn the hard way first. The hard way is where you have two uh, binomials, right? And you have like like uh, x plus three in parentheses times you know x minus five or something, and you got to factor it. You got to like you got to do uh, what? What's the, oh? It's called foil. You remember foil, right? First, outer, inner, last. Yeah, there you go. See, that's supposed to be the easy way. Yeah, that's like. The I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That that's supposed to be the quicker way, but not always the easiest way. And sometimes that's you, like you, that's like you write it on paper, and you have like two sets of numbers. They're both encapsulated inside of little parentheses, yeah. and then you foil it. Exactly, exactly. You're supposed to try that first, but some some you can't do it that way, and so you have to use the the quadratic equation. And sometimes the quadratic equation yields like imaginary numbers and not always pretty numbers you know what i mean oh i know what you mean (laughs) (laughs) you're Um, having nightmares (laughs) no man i I do i i ended up not i dropped that class like i took it and uh after like like i think like two sessions i went to my teacher and i told him like kind of what i was experiencing and i'm like dude i I don't understand these equations wait which class are you talking about this is before. This is back when I still lived uh, in in my parents' place or whatever. I was just at the JC. So this and, was algebra uh, or calculus. I mean, I look, you, you use it. Yeah, I'm I'm saying like you use it throughout calculus, but I'm just saying yeah, you it learn was, it. It in, was honestly in pre-cal. Okay, okay. And I hadn't been in a math class, and I think it was like three or maybe like four years or something. 
And I told the teacher and he's like, you're, you're not going to pass this class. Like, <laughs> and I dropped it. <laughs> um, it's a pretty, pretty math science heavy episode. Hey, you know, we do Zelda, we do math, we do whatever we want. Do the Godfather. We do it all. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Tune in next time. You, you have no idea what we got in store. Do we want to plan one out or is it just going to be, you know, free form? Jason. Dude, What's the name of this podcast? So pixelated in my picture on my screen. Does that mean it's time to wrap up? Yeah, I think my <laughs> computer can't handle any more more no format. I don't know, dude. It looks crazy. I wish if you could see what I'm seeing now. It's clear, but it's it's playing like I guess like maybe one frame a second. So I'm probably looking at the way you were sitting ten seconds ago. <laughs> You're just sitting there grinning at me. <laughs> oh, wow. There we go. Now it's back to real time. All right, dude. Should we uh, should we sign off? Yep. Should I sign off? Should I sign us off? Since you brought us in. Uh, you can sign us off, and if you don't like the way it sounds, you can just delete it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. I mean, I I do want people to know that you can follow me on Wet Josh on Twitter, and you can follow Jason at Jason underscore underscore Hayes yep. on Twitter. And, and let me uh, clarify, um, people, I think my name is an easy one to spell, but people get it all messed up. Yours is way harder. But um, Well, my Twitter handle's not harder. No, it's not hard at all. It's easy. But no, people, okay, it's J-A-S-O-N, not J-A-Y-S-O-N, like Jason. And Hayes is with an S, not a Z. You know, what's funny, I thought you were going to say it's with an E, because I actually... No, you know people do, they do like, like haze, like purple haze, H-A-Z-E. Oh, okay, okay. So it's J-A-S-O-N underscore H-A-Y-E-S. Yeah. There you go. There you have it. And uh, you can also um, listen to this podcast directly from distantfuturejosh.wordpress.com uh, and read a... Uh, what else I in particular am up to and uh, subscribe to us on iTunes which is probably the best way to do it that's it, thanks a lot later